and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Plants vs. Zombies podcast. Today, we are just going to have a blast as we talk about, I'm going to be talking about a new game that I've been enjoying recently called Ori in the Will of the Wisps. Um, we are also going to be talking about, obviously, some Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville. Of shout out to an awesome, awesome community member, and so much more. So guys, I hope you enjoy today's episode, and without further ado, let's get straight into it. Alright ladies and gents, so to start off today's episode, we are going to be giving an awesome shout out to Big Ounce 24. Now Big Ounce 24 reached out to me multiple times telling me how much Big Ounce really enjoyed the podcast and how I can make my YouTube channel, which doesn't have a ton of correlation as of now with the podcast, but could in the future, and how to make that YouTube channel even better. So I just want to say thank you so much, Big Ounce. Thank you for just being a fantastic community member. And remember, if you ever want to contact me about the podcast, I have an email and my Xbox um, gamer tag in which you can send me an Xbox message to contact me. So thank you so much, Big Ounce, and on to the next segment. and gentlemen, boys and girls, you thought that it could never be done, never be completed, but Paradise Gamer said, oh no, 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 as of a day that is not today, Paradise Gamer has finally completed a one-way on the prize map. Yay! <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen, I have finally completed the one way on a prize map and man it was awesome i've never ever completed the one way on a prize map and i have like never just i've never done it and it was really cool that i was finally able to knock that out and have this awesome this awesome costume for super brains and an awesome upgrade before i finish the one way besides the engineer my super brains just looked hideous with his, uh, or, yeah, with his customization, it was just terrible, just, ugh, disgusting, and now that I have the costume, he just looks so good, I got that, like, really cool, like, um, looks like something, like, out of, like, Dragon Ball Z or something like that, that, like, really crazy hairdo that, uh, Super Brains has, I got that in, um, mix or like combined with the costume just ooh, looking fantastic so i am really happy that i was finally able to knock this out and i gotta say the branium basher is really really good um with it's like I, I wouldn't say it is actually like like just out of this world incredible just because of the fact that if you don't kill them with your first charge attack it's really, really hard to, um, like, come back because then you're having to charge it up. And if you just press the trigger again after the recharge is done, then you probably won't kill them then. And by then, they, especially if I've really been outplayed by um, Snapdragons and Oaks. Oaks, obviously, because they can't, 
I mean, they have so much health. But Snapdragons just always seem to get me with the Brainium Basher just because I'm so close and they're just spraying the flame everywhere. So, yeah, I gotta say, um, the Brainium Basher, it's probably, like, it is phenomenal when it comes to mobility. You just go flying across the map. And actually, I didn't realize this, or I didn't know this before I got it, but you actually, the more you charge it up, the farther you go. So if you charge it up a lot, you go flying. But in order to get the aerial combo with the, like, you go up and then you fly across, you probably won't be able to charge that up because you kind of float down as you begin charging. So, um, uh, it's just fantastic. And the recharge rate for the uppercut and the forward attack is actually really quick. Uh, the only reason I say that it's, um, like when you, if you get up close, just because you have to charge it back up and that takes a fair amount of time. But I gotta say guys, this Brainium Basher, um, the Brainium Basher upgrade is gotta be probably, uh, it's not as good as the Steam Blaster because that thing is phenomenal right now. Um, but, uh, like damage wise, like, yeah, it's, it, um, easily takes out like, um, not high health. Like it takes out those, uh, your pea shooters, your sunflowers, your cactuses, um, definitely your nightcaps and your, um, acorns. But, um, the steam blaster, I think wins overall as the best legendary upgrade, uh, with Brainium Basher in second, in my opinion, um, just because the Steam Blaster just does, like, crazy damage to its targets that just can't be, uh, can't be beaten by, uh, Super Rain. So, I gotta say, guys, it's been awesome to finally be able to complete that. I really got recommend that you guys go and try and get it before we have one week left of this prize map. So, go, 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 go and try and get this, um, upgrade in this costume because, it is definitely, definitely, like, just fantastic. It's a fantastic upgrade and a fantastic costume. And I've been uh, collecting the Rainbow Stars. I don't think that it's highly unlikely unless I play, like, um, like an un... Like, a terrible amount of Plants vs. Zombies. I may be able to get the max uh, costume or the max completion for the prize map, but I'm not really going to push it. I'm kind of, I think I might just take a little bit of a break and play some Ori in the Will of the Wisps, which I'm actually going to talk about later in this podcast, but, um, just because I've been playing a good amount trying to get this one way, but yeah, it was awesome to finally get a one way. Those of you have probably gotten a one way every single month. You're probably like, oh, paradise. Ugh, why, why are you like getting so excited but i've just never done it and it was really awesome to finally get that knocked out so um yeah so that is my segment on the prize map the probably the last segment i'll ever have on the prize map before we get a new one and yeah guys so on to the next segment all right ladies and gents um so this is going to be a segment where i talk about a game that you know, I found that is really awesome. That isn't actually a Plants vs. Zombies game. And if you don't like that, go ahead and skip to the next segment. But this segment is going to be on um, the game Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Now, this game is one, one easily one of my favorites, hands down, from all of the games I've played. 
And that is just from the pure beauty that the game brings. Like, the, the artists who created this, like, God has given them some, them some fantastic talent. It, it just is so beautiful whenever I play through that game. I personally play through this game like I'm watching a movie. I shut off the lights. I, I don't generally like people around, so I get, like, uh, I can just really enjoy uh, the experience. And I just, like, I sit there and I play through it like I'm watching a movie. And it is just such a fun game. But before I go any further... The game is about this character named Ori, and in this one specifically, Ori has a sibling who is an owl, and this owl gets lost in, like, a storm, and Ori goes through all of these different, like, just fantastic-looking locations and is trying to find um, the, the, the sibling, and it's just such such a beautiful story of, like, sibling trying to find another sibling, and, um, just the journey, and, um, like, Ori goes through some pretty crazy, like, um, challenges and trials, like, one of the things I was really drawn to about this game was the bosses, and how beautiful, or, like, how crazy looking the bosses are, and, um, just, like, how, like, uh, just how amazing everything looks, like, I, I love games with Cuphead is easily one of my favorite games and um, what I really uh, like about that game is all the bosses and Ori brings some fantastic bosses to the table as well as some amazing music. I downloaded the soundtrack and have been listening to it and it just it just sounds so so good so beautiful. And I really, really highly recommend that you go check out uh, this game. If you have Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate, it's free. Both the Ori in the Blind Forest and Ori in the Will of the Wisps. And you can go and you can play through it. And um, I really enjoyed it. If you're wondering what type of a game it is, it's a 2D platformer with some boss aspects as well. And uh, yeah, it's just such a beautiful um, looking game, and yeah, it's been easily, it's been my game that I've been playing that isn't Plants vs. Zombies, just so that I don't, like, get burnt out of playing Plants vs. Zombies, but yeah, I've just had a blast playing this game, and I highly, highly recommend that you go and check this game out, because it's really cool, but if that's not, that's, if that's not your kind of game, then yeah, go ahead and, uh, just, uh, give this a grain of salt, but, um, uh, yeah, I've really found myself enjoying this game, and uh, it doesn't, it's not really like, uh, <laughs> it's not like uh, Battle for Neighborville, but uh, I like just a wide uh, variety of games um, just to play, and uh, it's really, it's been a really awesome experience playing through that. So I highly recommend you go and check it out. It's got to be at least in my top five for games uh, like my favorite games. So yeah, that's my, it's a pretty quick segment, but, uh, that's a game recommendation I'm giving out. Ori in the Will of the Wisps. I haven't played through Ori in the Blind Forest, which is the first one. I know you're probably like, oh, why are you playing the second one? Not the first one. Uh, I, I just, the second one just looked, uh, that's the first one I saw. Um, well, I, I'd seen them both, but like, the second one was the first one I'd actually like seen how the game was. And it, uh, 
I was just, I liked it a little bit more since I didn't really know much about the first one. So I may play through the first one, but if you like to play things in chronological order so the story makes sense, uh, then by all means, I definitely check out uh, uh, the first one, The Blind Forest. So yeah, that's my little segment. And on to the next Plants vs. Zombies segment. Alright, ladies and gents, so this next segment is going to be on Battle Arena. Now, if you are not a big Battle Arena player, I apologize, but this is by far one of my favorite game modes just because of the competitive aspect and just like how it how it like plays out and just um how you really gotta you gotta be at the top of your game to um have a like to to win. And um I did an episode a while back about how I felt that Battle Arena was not in a good place. Uh, that, like, just how the it worked and how, like, the odds were always stacked against you. Uh, like, it just, you know, it, it was not just a good experience. And um, I've actually been having some really good experiences. I've finally been able, I feel like, more people, or maybe this is just, um, me, but more people are starting to play it, because, um, I, like, my loading times have been way faster than they were before, uh, because before you'd have to wait for a good while, like, I mean, it wasn't, like, crazy, but it was, like, I should already be in a game by now, um, kind of waiting, and I've been actually, like, you know, queuing into games, um, faster than I was before, and, um, I, gotta say I've been having a really good time uh like with the uh with battle arena they have two maps and what happens is they rotate um the maps I'm not sure if it's every week or it's probably every week but um with the maps like I actually I prefer the original one because it's smaller and uh I know it a lot better because I played a lot of battle arena um went before they had the second map and uh it's it's just so fun to in my opinion to like have like a really competitive game where if you perform well it feels really awesome because um like you you know you have those rounds where it's like maybe uh the characters that your enemies chose were just they weren't fantastic and you're just flying through different characters just like getting them all down um i personally am probably the best with uh the foot soldier when it comes to battle arena just because of his like or uh, the foot soldiers all around just like it's like a really well-rounded character that's really easy to use and if you're really good with the foot soldier like you you do you're, you're really <laughs> you can uh really just destroy the other team and like i will just have some uh with the upgrade i have i have two upgrades one which extends the mag and the other which um the rounds towards the end of the mag fire faster so you're just like it's just like this laser just drilling into plants and it i just love playing the um the foot soldier and he's not my highest level character since i recently picked him up and started playing with him a lot more 
But uh, yeah, I've just really been having a blast playing Battle Arena. I'm my rank is I'm in C minus. I'm trying to get into C. Uh, but uh, with Battle Arena, if you have like some good games with your um your like first five matches of the month, then like you can get some decent rewards. Like I I was in C minus and I got like uh a uh, hundred twenty thousand coins or yeah 120,000 coins uh and like i know some people be like yeah but yeah coins that's okay but if you're if you're doing really good and you play a lot of battle arena you can get rainbow stars actually for getting into those really high ranks and i hope to get in those ranks sometimes the hard thing is sometimes you'll i notice that uh with my recent uh playing of battle arena i haven't i've been like uh, like matching against pretty fair teams like sometimes bots will be in there and when there's bots it's kind of unfair because uh, just bots are not very amazing <laughs> anytime they kill someone they emote and in battle arena it's like that's almost a free kill if um, the enemy has eyes on them but um, yeah the I feel like the bots just yeah they're not I feel like what needs to happen with the bots is they need to um they can be in there, but they need to, um, the servers or whatever, uh, need to do their best to try and get someone in there because I'd much rather have like a not skilled player, or uh, than a bot just because bots are not very good. Uh, the only time I've ever been like killed or that I can rem remember being killed by a bot in Battle Arena was recently when I was an Acorn and I was the last player standing and I was being pushed by a Super Brains bot. And obviously I didn't have my, or I, I don't think I had my oak. Maybe I did, but I didn't have enough time. And uh, just in that situation, it's kind of hard to um, fight against that. But bots, besides like those like very uh, select encounters are just not good at all. But uh, yeah, I feel like I've really just been enjoying like the competitive uh, aspect of Battle Arena. And I do think they should... Uh, work on like matching teams because I think I'm not sure but um I I feel like they should almost have like a solo queue and then a team queue because I can't say for sure that this was a team but it was highly it was highly likely that it was we got uh we got like just like like stomped just destroyed by um this team of a triple grandmaster team with and then with like a level I think like 400 something and like I was on a team with like people who were just they they were not I'm not saying they weren't good they were just not ready to compete at that level and it was I, I'm pretty sure that the the opposing team they were um a stack and it just it's not fair like if because I most people I think generally solo queue, at least uh, that's what it seems like. Uh, into battle arena, there's not a ton of team queue unless you're like really good and you want to have really good teammates. Um, but uh, I feel like they should really just have a like a team queue and a solo queue, um, just so that it's like you're not going against a stack in generally. Uh, it, even if they aren't good, they have communication, which you don't have if you're solo. 
and if they can communicate well and like play decently they're going to have the upper hand even if like maybe you have a grandmaster like if they because i've like outplayed grandmasters before and i'm not i'm nowhere close to grandmaster and uh it's all about like just communication because if they have good communication and they have like decent skill they they'll generally be able to outplay even the highest level of team if they if that team doesn't have any communication so i feel like they should have a solo queue and that that's all my opinion i'm not saying that's like straight facts but uh that's that's what it would seem like if you have communication you're going to do a lot better so just having a team queue compared to a solo queue would uh just be a super awesome or a team queue and a solo queue would just be really awesome to make that experience better for those players who do want to get to those higher ranks and play against those uh, better people, but don't want to just play against stacks. Um, so uh, that way it would um, just be a better experience for everybody. So it's like fair and there isn't like just, um, it isn't always in the favor of the stack over maybe the team with good players. So that's my segment on Battle Arena and on to the next segment. ladies and gents so for the final segment of this show i'm going to be talking about my experiences in plants vs zombies battle for neighborville and just um going through talking about like what i've been doing characters i've been using um like modes i've been playing and uh just like general talk about plants vs zombies battle for neighborville i might give some suggest some changes or some recommendations but um it's really just going to be uh like what I've been doing in Battle for Neighborville as of recently. So I'm going to start with uh, some characters. So recently, so um, I've, I mean, as most people probably are, I'm trying to get Grandmaster. Um, and not just a character Grandmaster, as I could do that um, fairly easily as of now, but get my level to a Grandmaster level. Like we're talking, I think it's 900 plus and I just, I want to have that really cool, like, black and blue uh, title that goes to the people who have played, like, a good amount and have their characters in a really good place. So, um, I'm just going to be going through and talking about, um, like, or, yeah, so, I, it, if you don't know, and you probably do if you're going for Grandmaster, but, um, in order to get there, you have to play every single character and get it to, I think, I think you have to get it to master, but you may, like, if one's super elite, just because of how leveling works, it's not like there's a set final level because of, like, how you can be Grandmaster 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, and uh, beyond, or uh, 5 may be final, I'm not exactly sure, but I think you can go above 5, I'm not, uh, I'm not, like, super positive on that, but, um, with how leveling works or like how your uh, account level works now it's more on uh like just what your the level of your characters are and since grandmaster allows characters to go above the um master like the what was in garden warfare 1 and or garden warfare 2 like the master what was the max level um leveling is a little bit different just that your your level can technically just go up infinitely but um 
I'm pretty sure in order to be considered a grandmaster, um, like by the game, you have to have every character promoted to master. And that that sounds like a pretty crazy task. If some of you are out there and you're like, oh, what? Like every character to master? That's crazy. But um, like if you um, uh, in I I'm not gonna try and make this not seem hard. Uh, it's it's pretty difficult. If you're if you're uh, good with all of the characters, like you've played the Garden Warfare one and two, and you're really good with every character. Uh, despite the changes they made to some, you're you're probably not going to be uh, you're it's not going to be too difficult. But if you're someone like me who generally plays like the same character, I've I specifically have had to go out of my character comfort zone and play characters that I d don't normally play. Uh, the scientist still has not been touched. I I did play a little bit of engineer a while back, but um, like I picked up the rose. And specifically, I'm going to be talking about snipers again. And I'm going to leave Cactus out of this because uh, I, I've been playing with Cactus. And Cactus is an awesome character. She's really fun or just a really cool character. But I feel like I have been better with Captain Deadbeard. Now, I, I got to say, as bad as it sounds, I'm definitely more of a zombie person. I just, I'm so much better with the zombies than I am with the plants, and the levels of the zombies compared to my plants will reflect that, um, and I do play, I do play well with the plants, like, I play a lot, a lot of Nightcap, I, um, I'm like, I think I'm, I'm super elite, I'm, I th I'm almost halfway to master, um, for the Nightcap, but I just, I don't really play a ton of plants, and, um, I, the reason being, I just feel I, I play a lot better with the zombies. And recently, I've picked up sniper classes. Because, you know, you see, like, the grandmasters with the... I've seen one grandmaster who was a deadbeard. And uh, that grandmaster was just racking in the kills. And I'm like, there's got to be something to this. Like, how in the world can a sniper... Like, because deadbeard... Um, uh, deadbeard uh, and cactus... Like, you could find some really good Deadbeard and Cactus players back in the Garden Warfare 2, um, like, when you played Garden Warfare 2, but, um, like, you don't really find, like, a ton of, like, super, like, you don't really think that of Deadbeard as, like, just a fantastic character, but I've seen, like, really good Deadbeard players, like, raking up the kills and I'm like, how? So I decided to pick up Deadbeard and Cactus as well, but um, Cactus a little less, just because I, I've been, like, really in the Deadbeard groove, just how um, I've been performing. And Deadbeard, oh my goodness, sniper classes have not changed. They are still phenomenal. Like, just because of how quick the charge-up shot, like, how like quick it is from, like, the base to the full charge, like... It's just phenomenal how much damage you are outputting, and you really you're not you don't even have to play at the farthest of ranges. I mean that's where it's gonna excel. Like Deadbeard and Cactus are gonna excel where you're at like a a spot where like you're not likely to be pushed since that's not that's not where all the action is um, happening. Uh, but you have eyes on almost the entire um, area of the map you're playing. 
uh, or area of the area of the map, and uh, you can just literally destroy characters. And the nice thing is, they they don't even know it's coming. Like, of course, when you're playing characters like Chomper, or Snapdragon, or like even Pea Shooter, like you know that those snipers are out there, but um, you're not too concerned. You're more concerned about you know getting the kills and stuff. But like, I with a full uh, charged up shot to the head of a pea shooter, I have taken like literally there was a sliver left. And uh, the hard thing about Deadbeard is you get you get that really nice like clean precision shot on the character and then they get like to a pretty low health and then you just start spamming the trigger. And the thing about Deadbeard, like I do that a lot, but the thing about Deadbeard is you can't do that. Because if you're if you do that, you're I'm pretty it's like six damage to the head at like a base, like not charged up at all. And that's just like you're doing literally nothing. And you're just like kinda you're you're just stopping their health regeneration. And um then by then if you don't kill them, they'll just get away. And uh, so you really got to, pl- you have to like be really patient when you play Deadbeard. You have to wait for Deadbeard and Cactus. You have to wait for um, the plants or the zombies to like stop, not notice you and um, like be in a good spot because there's such that they both have uh, Cactus and Deadbeard both have such precise aim where even if you're like half behind like a barrier, like I've uh you can still hit like certain characters and it's just it's so great when you hit those crispy snipes on those uh and uh on the and that's actually that's a quote from Geekerman who's a Destiny YouTuber he has some merchandise that says crispy snipes and that's one of his things he says uh but you can hit some pretty clean and crispy snipes on uh on uh plants and zombies with those two sniper classes just because of the amount of precision aim and I feel like they're it's pretty like kind when it comes to hitting uh characters like ill like I think I've had some uh, one I can vaguely remember where it's like I'm not sure that was a precision hit but thanks anyway but with Deadbeard his other two abilities and the parrot is the parrot and the garlic jerome i have to say are really really good just because they are they're actually pretty fast like they have like good they can maneuver very well and there's not a lot of characters that can actually hit them like because they since they're so small it's like really i've noticed unless you have like a pretty a precision character you're not going to be able to hit those and they can output a lot of damage which is really surprising because they weren't really like great um back in the garden warfare uh garden warfare 2 for deadbeard but uh both garden warfares for um the cactus and they, they just weren't super phenomenal but i feel like they have definitely gotten way way better and it's like almost like when i play at least it's like oh no there's a garlic drone or oh no there's a parrot because they they just really can just snipe you and especially if you don't know where they are like they're they're pretty easy to see if they're just floating up in the sky but if you don't know like exactly where they are it's like oh goodness like I've been definitely, I've been killed by parrots and gar- garlic drones and um, 
there's no mercy there. But I feel like uh, just sniper classes are really fantastic um, right now. And uh, the melee characters are good, but I've really just found myself like being able to uh, just um, kind of pick up a new play style where it's not just like head on charging, but kind of sitting back and just waiting for um, the enemy to come to you. So, um, and it's, it's just a whole nother play style. And I, I've just really enjoyed playing, uh, Deadbeard Cactus. I feel like I, I'm in this mindset where I'm like, oh, I just can't play Cactus. And then I do terribly with Cactus, but Cactus is really good as well. And there's actually the, the, like the Pharaoh costume for the Cactus. I really want to pick that one up from Rux. Um, cause that one looks really good, but the, the the cactus and the dead beard also have really good customization and yeah so i feel like i've really been enjoying uh the cactus and the dead beard and i feel like they could um they could make the cactus better by the like the twirl the cactus has which i'm pretty sure was added because the cactus like back in the garden warfares um like she couldn't get to certain like good sniper spots without like using this um without using the walnut barriers in order to like hop on those and then hop onto like a good sniping place. But um, now I think the reason they at, they gave Cactus that ability was so that she could get up to those sniper points way easier. And I think that was also the intent with Deadbeard's um, anchor-like hook with um, also being able to like hook uh, plants. And I'm not sure if you bring them towards you, but I know you do do damage to them. But I feel like they could make the hook better if it acted more as a grappling or the anchor better if it acted more as like a grappling hook and less just like this like kind of jumping like a high jump because like it does not work as well as the cactus like the cactus is really th that like move where it can like just go up really high and or not super high but can get up onto those like good sniping points is that that's a really useful but with the anchor it's like you, you really go nowhere like you can't hop on top of like i tried to hop on top of a bus or a building and you just kind of hit your head on the ledge and then you just fall back down and i feel like if it acted more as a grappling hook it would be way better and um give um deadbeard that same amount of like ability to be able to get onto those good sniping points that the cactus can get on but unless deadbeard like does like the um the exploding barrel in like maybe i'm not sure if you can if it's like exploding barrel and the anchor or whatever but um if like deadbeard has to like use his abilities out of what um they're supposed to be used for at least with the barrel Whereas the cactus has an ability that allows her to get onto places, and that's what it was made for. So I feel like Deadbeard could be improved to making that um, anchor more like a grappling hook and being able to get onto those sniper points, like how the cactus can get onto those sniper points as well. And um, to wrap up this segment, uh, oh, the barrel. So um, Deadbeard's barrel, I feel like, unless you really catch him off guard, is not very good. Like, um, back in, uh, in Garden Warfare 2, with Deadbeard's Barrel, especially if you had the Bling Barrel, I think that increased, I think it increased the damage and the, 
like how much health the barrel had but like you almost never destroyed a dead beard barrel like it would always like explode or um like it would almost always explode or um yeah explode before it was like destroyed the barrel was destroyed and I feel like now the barrel is super weak. Like, I will charge up to plants, and it's just like, pew, 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 and then you're out of your barrel, you're dazed, and then you're just a sitting duck. And in the Garden Warfare 2, it, it was so, the barrel was so much better, and now the barrel, <laughs> is, I'm pretty sure it's just used to get, like, to either if a plant's off guard, and you can, like, um, get up really close to them and take them out, or to get on top of, like, high buildings, and yeah, I, I feel like they should really add, they should make the barrel a lot scarier than what it is because that barrel is like one of Deadbeard's like, um, one of his like best close range abilities. Um, it, yeah, his best close range ability. And now that it like has no health at all, it's just not very good. So I feel like, um, Deadbeard's barrel could use a, a buff and, um, to make it a little bit better. So that's my segment on, um, the, on like just my experiences in battle for neighborville. I know I really just talked about characters, but, uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. I'm going to definitely try and do more of those in the future where it's just me talking about how battle for neighborville is, um, been and, um, like what, like tips, tricks, and how I think, um, certain things could improve. So, uh, thank you guys for listening to the podcast. Remember, you can always go to that Black Lives Matter website in the show notes, and you can also, um, contact me, um, about, uh, the podcast in, uh, the show notes as well. I have an email and my Xbox profile, which you can send an Xbox message, but thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. Thank you, big ounce 24 for, uh, contacting me and telling me, uh, giving me awesome tips on how I can improve my YouTube channel, which that may come in the future. So, Guys, remember to get educated on Black Lives Matter, and um, I will catch you guys in Giddy Park. Peace.